screen for Go. They're racing. He says Go. He says Tara. And Tiger Tara rolls away from them on the home turn. Here comes another big boil over. Equine athleticism at its best. The king is in the castle once more. This is in one race. The rest are almost in another post. She time. is a star with a capital S. It's going to be a triple treat. A miracle three-peat. Ladies and gentlemen, you have witnessed history here at Menangle. What about that? It's getting right up on the sprint lane and it's going to bolt in. Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the Sprint Lane Podcast. Paul Cochran with you. I've got Jess Watkins, Freddie Hastings with me as always. G'day team. Hey Paul. Hey Fred. Jess, Paul, another week rolls around. Look at you two all resplendent in your pink. Great cause today, Jess. We're going to talk about it a little bit later in the show, but... Pacing for Pink, high tea here. You've been at the forefront of organising that. Freddie, I know you've got a role as well. You both look amazing in your pink. I should have joined the party. Um, big day for, well, for a great cause, but also here, here at Club and Angle. Yeah, absolutely. It's a fantastic charity cause that we get behind Club and Angle does each year. And of course, today, Pacing for Pink, supporting the McGrath Foundation. So it's all about raising some more funds and awareness for breast cancer. And I think our total, we're already at 11,200 wow. from success on the track. Of course, one meeting left to go in today's fundraiser. So he's hoping we can add a few more dollars. Fantastic. Freddie, you'll be there passing on tips and sort of tales of your your journey through the industry that um, that'll be, I know yeah, you, yeah. I know you'll be a little bit self depreciating in your response here, but I think that's going to be a, a you know, that's going to be good for the, the the patrons today. Oh, thanks, Paul. Yeah, no, just hopefully can steer him into a winner or, or two. Last year, Jess uh, invited me to share some tips, and uh, I think my roughie ran a place at four dollars a place, and of <laughs> the two other ones, uh, we had a winner and a and a third. So. No pressure, just got to perform again today. <laughs> That's always good. Well, we've had a good week of racing, haven't we? It's, oh, yeah. um, you know, the, the Tab Regional Championships have, have now been and gone and a little bit of history made on Saturday night. We'll get into that. But, um, but I guess a, a, an overall snapshot of it, it was a really good, successful campaign, wasn't it? Across, you know, we saw across four regions and culminating in the state final here on Saturday night. Yeah, we talk about the regional championships for the past few weeks on this show and it just continues to deliver year in, year out. And of course, it was no different this year. We saw that statistic that we talk so much about, about winning a region final and then coming into that state final. It hadn't been done before, but of course, Gordons Bay and James Rattray, they were able to be the first ones to do it on Saturday night. It's become one of my favourite racing carnivals if you want to use that term across the state I mean we get to see you know people racing for big prize money in the regions and then they get the thrill of coming to town and, and participating on the big stage again for big money uh, you're right Jess no horse had done the big double until Saturday night and it took a horse who I think is really going places and we'll learn more about this horse very soon all right well I think you just mentioned James right right just so happens here's something organized a little bit earlier James is on the line with us g'day James G'day, guys. G'day, oh, congratulations. Um, hang on, we, we, we don't hand these out very often. There you go. <laughs> Mate, hey, what, a, what a great fortnight you've had. I mean, well, it was really uh, a, a seven, eight days. You know, you went back-to-back -back winning the, the Metropolitan Final and then coming out here and winning the State Final on Saturday night. Yeah, just a super couple of weeks. Um, horse, horse race, great. Um, you know, through the heat. Um, right through to the to the state final, and um, yeah, things things went his way, and he um, yeah, he showed what he could do. Mate, we talked about it in the show last week. We said be wary of Gordon Spay. Freddie, Freddie, and Jess both said 
you know, the, the gate speed is phenomenal on this horse. But what we saw was phenomenal speed and acceleration at critical moments at both ends of the race on Saturday night. We saw it off the arm. You went bang and you got a lead and you got, and you got prime position. And then when you called on Gordon's Bay when it mattered in the home straight, you just went again, and you had so much horse under you. It must have been a, a, a hell of a thrill. Yeah, yeah. He's um, yeah possessed with a heap of gate speed, um, which helps him out. And um, he managed to stack him up there a bit. And, uh, um, yeah, before the others made their move, he was, he was able to, to kick clear and, and have a good break on him. One thing I noticed when he came back into scale, James, was that his earplugs were still in. How much do you think there was still left in the locker? Oh, I'm not sure. He, he, he ran to the line really good. Um, yeah, it's probably the best he's done that. And he seems to be getting stronger with um, with each prep. Um, yeah, it's just amazing the way he sort of finished off the other night after burning hard early. He went through the entire series undefeated. As you mentioned, he won his heat, won his uh, his regional final, then the state final. James, I guess the, the best thing about this horse is seeing the results come to fruition after a lot of work that you had to do. Um, well documented. You had a few issues with him uh, through his juvenile years, uh, leg issues and the like. And you put in all that work. How does it feel when you can actually see a plan actually come off and all this hard work starting to reap benefits? Uh, yeah, he, he was he was up and ready to go early as a two year old, and he um he's a very playful horse out in the paddock, and he he kicked over a fence one day, and um we had a had a fair set back then, but no major damage. So it was just a time thing. Um, then a, a couple of other paddock issues, all self inflicted, um, <laughs> but uh, nothing really major. But just a bit of time um, helped heal them and. Um, yeah, it's, it's amazing just to, no issues, <laughs> um, of late and, um, to put it all together throughout this series. James, I alluded to it just before, but, uh, look, it struck me just how the acceleration on your horse at the back end of the race, which is a very, very, almost unusual trait, we, you know, particularly here at Menangle, Fred, we see horses, you know, probably gas it a little bit towards the back end because it's a it's a beast of a track James that uh, did you did that surprise you in any way or is that has that been a something that you've worked towards to make sure that when it mattered most you had another gear to go to once he he sort of got he, he burned hard off the arm but uh, he got it reasonably cheap um, through the last part of that lead time and and the first half it was it was um, yeah, very, very soft for him, and he, he's always got that fast sprint home. So once I got got to the half in in reasonable time, I I, I thought we'd be 61, able to finish James. Off yeah. yeah, sixty-one. Yeah. You got to the half, and it was so, mathematically nigh on impossible for those really behind you, knowing what you had up your sleeve, to, for them to catch you. Um, it was a it was a very nice rated drive by you but I guess the fact that you copped no pressure in that middle uh, part of the race that certainly aided and abetted your chances yeah that's right once he once he got to um, back off there and he was always going to sprint home really quick uh, what happens to Gordon's Bay now mate well, obviously that was a that was a tough campaign uh, highly successful uh, nice little boost to the bank balance uh, what happens now 
yeah, he, he'll just have a light week and, and we'll reassess and try and make a bit of a plan with him. Um, nothing really set in concrete, but um, it'd be nice if he he could make it to free-for-all level throughout um, winter and, and just see how he measures up at, at that class and hopefully we just keep sec- stepping up and can look at better races later on. Uh, guys, I think one of the great stories about this year's regional championships is is the ownership thread. Mm. You know, the, the narrative that's gone not only with the success of the horse and the, you know, the stable, but the owners have really rejoiced in, in victory throughout this, um, this series. And, and Fred, you, you caught up with the owners, some of the owners on, on, yeah. on the pace, didn't you? On the pace. I spoke to Bruce Hindmarsh and Bruce told a great story of how uh, he, he was involved in it with a horse with James and uh, the horse didn't measure up. And um, James got them uh, into Gordon's Bay, uh, Mark and, uh, and Greg as well, the other co-owners, and they hadn't met each other. They weren't mates who just come together to get a horse. They were basically strangers to each other. James got them in as, uh, as, a, as an ownership group together with Gordon's Bay and uh, Bruce was telling me they've certainly ridden the highs and the lows uh, with this horse but but only his second horse, Bruce, I'm not sure about the other boys, but only his second horse in harness racing and he's copped a horse that's been able to win two $100,000 races a week apart. How, how, what a great story and again amplifies just what a great sport ours is because you know at the end of the day here's a bloke who thought oh my one and only harness racing foray hasn't worked for me. James, uh, to his credit, found them Gordon's Bay. I think he was a yearling, wasn't he, uh, James, this bloke? You had him from a yearling? Yeah, we yeah. bought him as a yearling. Sydney so. Yeah, and, and he's gone on to, to, to do must, this. James, that must bring you so much joy that you've delivered, mm. ampl- you know, further joy to someone else. Who, who, you know, they trusted you with your decision-making, your skill set. You know, your, your, your incredible ability as a driver and a trainer, that must really, really um, make the moment even more special for you, I'd imagine. Yeah, that's right. It's good when um, the client, clients trust you and trust your judgment um, and picking out yearlings or um, sending your horses. And um, sometimes it doesn't work, but when it does does work, they're really appreciative of, um, of what you do for them. And, um, yeah, it's just good to have a good bunch of guys in a horse like him. All right, well, mate, I know it was, I know it was a like a, um, you know, an interrupted week for you with your family and stuff as well. So, well done. Um, I, I think you've, yeah, you really deserved, um, deserved the victory. You had a great horse there. You've you prepped him to the minute, and um, you know, I think you, you should, you should sit back and and absorb the moment. I think James, because uh, that was an incredible performance over over a few weeks. Yeah, thanks very much. We, um, yeah, everyone's really excited. The family was there, um, baby yourself for the first time, so that, that was really great to have them there. Um, and uh, yeah, all the owners. So yeah, it was a great, great couple of weeks. Fantastic. Well, uh, well done again uh, on behalf of all of us and everyone around the state. It's it, this is a concept which is fantastic. You created a little bit of history. We might add, you're the first. Um, driver, trainer, whatever we want, horse that, that has won one of the regional finals that's gone on to win the state final. So in the third edition, again, we, had, we didn't have one of the regional finalists go on and win the state final in the previous two iterations of it. So, yeah, a little bit of history there too, mate. I don't know if that, if that um, you know, was something that occurred to you, but uh, a little bit of history made. Yeah, no, it's great. It's, um, it's always tough to back up from the... 2300 and the trip and the other guys were travelling from um, uh, Riverina and Newcastle and everywhere so it's sort of 
tough on all the horses, but uh, yeah, no, it's great to back up and be able to do it again. James, before we let you go, you've, I saw me old mate London do a bricks racing today in the uh, in, in the trot race, the uh, the foundation heat. How's he shaped up since his uh, derby performance? Yeah, he's really good. Um, really happy with him. He, he's a progressive type. Um, I, I think he'll, as time goes on, he will learn to handle his speed um, and, and be a really really nice horse for us. But um, yeah, he's doing a great job now, but I just think he'll keep on improving and developing, and I think he'll run a good race today. All right, good on you, James. We'll see you out at uh, Tailcourt Apartment Angle this afternoon. Thanks very much. All right. Gee, it was a, it was a serious performance, wasn't it? It was a great race. Um, so much talk around Brooklyn Bridge, the Ellen Bartley, Blake Jones horse, which turned in a really good performance. You know, there's nothing to be sneezed at finishing no. third. Uh, great performance from David Druid and Oratoria. Yeah, really impressive performance. I think he might be featuring in my Black Book segment Ooh. later today. Ooh. Not that I want to give it away. Spoiler alert, preemptor, yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert. Um, yeah, just a great great series. Continues yeah. to go from strength to strength. Well done to everyone who's, who's been part of it. And, um, yeah, can't wait for this time next year again when we reflect on, a, on what will be, what, the fifth edition of the, yep. Yep. Of the Tab Regional Championships. Yep, no, and, and just on James, he, he's, he sort of flies under the radar a bit, James. Yeah. Uh, he has a pretty strong team of horses, but one thing Bruce really went to great lengths to uh, express was he is a real horseman, James, um, and I know it's in the genes, but uh, he, he is just such a very good horseman uh, and did so much work to get that horse you know, back to the races. As James said, they weren't career-threatening injuries, but they were just injuries that would mend with the the passage of time and, and that takes patience and then that takes that skill set as a horseman to, to be patient and show patience. What was that great famous saying Bart Cummings once said? The cheapest thing in racing but the least used is patience yeah. Um, yeah. and James certainly showed plenty of that and he's a very good horseman. Yep, well done James. Uh, hey, so we had the we had a consolation final as well. Muscle Bart won that for uh, Luke McCarthy. Gee, artillery, Freddie, you used a line... Um, some drive that was the line you used from Chris Geary, mm. and it was like it. I, I encourage people to go back and have a look at the performance of artillery in what was, a, apart from the state final and the consolation final, I guess the you know the the, the big race of the night. Well, it was so it was, much interest, wasn't there, Paul, with was, those big yeah, guns, Bondi and Better Zipper. Zipper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And artillery was sensational, but gee, that given every chance with that drive from Chris yeah. Geary, it was a unbelievable drive. Like, and it was only. Sort of two weeks ago here, we were reflecting and we were saying there was a performance from Steph Morris to get um, Timely Sovereign timely sovereign into the, the Metro final. And we said, well, there's your drive of the year. Gee, I tell you what, I think Chris Geary said, hold my beer the other night. Yeah, there's <laughs> been a few in the last, like I mentioned Isabel Ross's drive yeah. on I Am the Captain in the regional final at Bathurst. I thought that was a stunning drive, but that was a perler from Chris. He saved all the ground. He had to... His run had you know, it could easily have gone pear shape if if the horse outside the leader didn't just drop off enough, but he was then able to snag it to the yeah. outside of uh, about time, and uh, he was, oh, a, it was it was a ripper. He's yeah, a he, that uh, horse was flying. Oh, too. it was one fifty point four. Yeah. Let's not take anything away from the performance of Josh Gallagher and, and his horse about as well. about yeah. time, yeah. Yeah, and and was, Mahomes, sorry, and, and we've got to mention Mahomes. I know yeah. he's one of your favourites yeah, on the show. Yeah. He stormed home. He virtually followed the same path that, that yeah. Chris did, and he got up to, to run third. So I think the owners of Mahomes are going to have – that was his first run back. They're going to have a bit of fun this campaign too, I suspect. Quick reflection on Bondi lockdown. I don't know what to make of his run, to yeah. be honest. Uh, look, you know, you, 
I've always subscribed to the theory you always forgive a, a good horse yeah. a bad run. Um, trouble is, sometimes with Bondi, he can put in a few bad or good. You know, he can be a little bit up yep. and down. But I think he's he's just too good a horse. Uh, the, the run was, uh, you know, vet's examination. And better zipper didn't get into the race as well. But they're, they're going to be certainly better. Zipper will be better for that run since the Nullarbor. And Bondi lockdown, well, he's Bondi lockdown. You, you can't write him off. Yeah, yeah. He heads back around in the JD Watts Memorial this On Saturday, Saturday night yep. as well. Yeah, looking forward to That's a good that. race too, the JD. Very nice yeah, race. Yeah. Uh, the, been plenty of good racing during the week. Tintin Joe won the leadership pace for Cameron Hart and Jason Grimson on deadline. I know a couple of weeks ago, Freddie, you said, I can't wait to see on deadline be mm. back at Menangle because felt like that horse had gone to another level, turned up and, and really delivered. Paid seven bucks for Nathan mm. Turnbull mm. too. It was a good performance. It was a real good run. And I, I guess the, the um, you know, the draw probably made his price a bit more appealing um, but very very talented horse and did everything he had to do uh, Don Hugo Rocker Coco the McCarthy pair were both very very good uh, and I thought he'll Bandito's run it drew the pole and uh, it stayed on for fourth nice horse in its own right yep uh, hey great great night for Olivia Frisbee and Michaela Barnes one with Kinks and Shannon at $61 their first Metro winner for each of them uh, the smile as broad as the nation itself <laughs> I, I, I love seeing that well um, maybe Maybe something that we reflect on a little bit later in the show, I suspect, guys. I think so. Uh, Joshy Gallagher, what a week he had. Now, he had, he had a double at Menangle on Tuesday. He went to Bathurst on Wednesday, had a double there. He had a winner at, at Penrith on Thursday. He had a treble at Newcastle on Friday. He had a winner at Goulburn on Sunday with Karina Strathfield. What a week. And he also brought up his 500th driving win on yeah. Queen of Strathfield at Goulburn as well. Mm. So a wonderful wonderful performance yeah. from Josh. And, of course, we know he's out an Inter-Dominion winning rangeman and just all class. I was at Goulburn. Uh, Swayze was really good. Looked like it was a great performance from Cameron Hart. Um, Swayze looked gone, I must admit. It went, out, went around at $1.60. Alder Orlando really um, put the hammer down. Looked like Swayze was gone and then just kicked back. Like, you know, I thought, you might have a good horse here. I um, so, yep. so, won the feature at Sun. That was the Carnival of Cup stay at Goulburn, too. Uh, there was a, a Trotters feature before that. Will Rickson put on an absolute clinic uh, driving the best bourbon for Grant Forrest uh, in, a, in a really good race there. And hey, Jackson just mentioned Jackson Painting. He had a good week. So, he had. Uh, he won at Wagga, and then he had a double at West Wollong on Friday as well. So good week for Jacko Painting, although uh, I do know we won't see him for a, f- for a few days. <laughs> so maybe the, maybe a bit bittersweet for uh, for Jackson. Jess, brace yourself. This is the See, she's ready well now, Fred. I know you didn't even flinch. No, no flinching. Um, I just alluded to it. Best thing you saw this week, I, I suspect. Oh, for yeah, me, it was circling back. Look, we we were pretty much on on a tangent. To be fair to Jess, um, the smile and the joy that uh, that both uh, Olivia and Michaela got with that horse winning on Saturday. I was watching as uh, as Olivia was bringing it back past the steward. Michaela was walking down the track, and she's like, pump, yeah, like like <laughs> punching. Like it was. I thought How I was watching. Uh, you know. Pat Cash winning Wimbledon, you know, doing yep. the whole or yep. Yeah, she was so, so pumped and yep. a smile on their faces. Uh, their maiden win, big hugs to each of them, you know, after they, uh, when when uh, Olivia came back, big hug. It was just, it's yep. just what our sport's about, just yeah, that, that passion and that moment, the moment. Yep. 
And mine was also on Saturday night in the state final. James, when we spoke to him earlier, he <laughs> said that it was his daughter Estelle's first night on track and really? she was ra- she was with mum Fiona and she was wrapped up in a crocheted blanket that was actually in the same colours as James. Oh, James's beautiful. racing colours, the beautiful. red, blue and white. So beautiful. that was just adorable. No one. Yeah, definitely a good luck Red, white charm. and blue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right. Hey, guys, um, I'm going to play a little bit of audio because we have had a massive... Massive announcement this morning. Let's see how this goes. He is one of the biggest sports stars in the world. He's got over 6 million Instagram followers. He is UFC megastar Charles Oliveira. Oliveira has a burning passion for harness racing. Two years ago, he set social media alight, beating Hall of Fame harness driver Tim Tetrick in an exhibition race in New York. Now he's after the Down Under crown when he takes on local superstar Luke McCarthy in an exhibition race on the night of the Tab Eureka. It's just part of his role as the ambassador for the world's richest race, the $2.1 million Tab Eureka at Menangle on September 2. How about that guy? 6.4 million Instagram followers, maybe just a Less than you, it's a bit popular. (laughs) A little bit popular. (laughs) Well, I can tell you that that is a huge announcement. This Mm. guy, this guy is serious gravy around the world. And you know, think about that South American foothold there. That you know, this that the Eureka is now going to have tentacles into. Uh, This guy is big time right across North America as well, and then into the Asian footprint as well. This is a massive announcement. The man who's um, essentially put it together in conjunction with uh, Harness Racing Australia and some of the stakeholders is uh, Aaron Bain. Uh, Aaron, welcome to the show, mate. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Exciting morning. Absolutely exciting. Um, how has this come about? Yeah, it's obviously been a long time in the making and was part of our pitch as uh, Aaron Bain Racing and Summit Bloodstock for the for our slot in the Eureka to sort of think outside the square a little bit and how do we broadcast uh, our industry but also this race to uh, a wider community and you know, getting that creative thinking and that's certainly what we're about and, you know, we reached out through different channels and uh, eventually we're here today to be able to uh, to announce Charles Oliveira coming to uh, Australia and even more exciting to be driving in a match race against Luke McCarthy on the night of the Eureka. Isn't that going to be something to see? So let's just go back a step. So you, you've got it. So obviously with your involvement with Summit Bloodstock, you guys have got a slot in the, uh, in the Eureka? Yeah, correct. Yeah, so yep. we're one of 10 slot holders. Um, obviously, things starting to heat up. The 100-day countdown was uh, earlier this week. So, um, you know, it's certainly uh, nearing and it's a, it's, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a game-changing um, you know, race for, for the industry. How do you even go about starting the negotiations with, a, um, you know, with an icon of global sport in, in such a, um, an emerging brand as the UFC with Charles Oliveira? Yeah, yeah. I think you, you pinch yourself to realise that we're able to announce it today, and you you sort of go back and you know that you put out a few leads, and you, we got in touch with the with an agency at the time, and then got put in the the contract or the agreements ended up being directly with ourselves and Charles Oliveri's management team and him and his management team. So you know to be able to work directly with his management team and himself personally, you know, it's a it's a big coup for us, but also you know more importantly our industry and brings great exposure on a global level. Um, to to Australian harness racing, and you know this this uh, the agreement with Charles is actually not just the Eureka; it's post Eureka as well. He, he's going to be in the ownership of uh, some horses with us, and um, you know we'll be rolling out different initiatives there to, to come race with us and Charles in Australia, and 
particularly New South Wales, with, with two of the yearlings we've purchased out of uh, the Sydney sales recently. Isn't that exciting, Jess? So I, I, I guess, Jess, what we should point out is, you know, some might say, well, how's cage fighting and, and harness racing linked? Well, there is a, an absolute link. This guy is um, ingrained in the industry, and he's where he, where he is in Brazil. As, we, as Aaron just said, he drives, you know, so he gets around in the gig, and he's going to come out here and show us what he's made of against our our big man on the scene, Luke McCarthy. It's uh, This is going to be fantastic. That's right. And I know back in 2021, he travelled over to America to Yonkers Raceway and he took on the likes of Tim Tietrick over there and he managed yeah. to beat him. So no doubt there'll be a few supporters here wanting to see him upstage Luke on the night. He's going to put uh, the Eureka on the map, Freddie. I think it's a huge coup. for. Yeah. I think, uh, as Aaron said, the, the, the industry... Uh, not not just uh, for for the Summit Bloodstock team, but just for the industry. That kind of exposure. This 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 sport or brand, the UFC, it is massive. And and yeah. we, you know, we've seen recently that uh, uh, New South Wales government have have you know, splashed out some cash to ensure that there's some UFC uh, events held here in in the state. So it, it, that sh- shows just what exposure this this uh, sport has you called it an emerging sport yeah. I, I kind of think uh, it's kind of, it's, yeah. it's found it's it's found its place yeah. in the sporting landscape um, and has a massive following so uh, hats off to the team there Aaron. it's a, it's a huge coup for you yeah and no, I'm really excited and you know it's, it's it's about the industry as a whole and mm. um, bringing that exposure that we long you know long awaited for and I think you know that in conjunction with the Eureka the, the two go hand in hand together and you know, we're, we're breaking new ground. It's the world's richest harness race. And, you know, there's no better way than to have a, a global sporting star like himself that's not just a sporting icon. He's a mad, he's got a passion for harness racing, you know, and uh, the two link very well. And as you said, I'm touched on before, the, the UFC, uh, you know, network and community is far broader than probably the harness racing community globally. And um, I think it's even more fitting that uh, the UFC in Sydney, UFC main event 293, is actually eight days later after the Eureka. Mm. So um, it couldn't have been more timely, and they, the two link really well together. Are you a fan yourself of, of the UFC? Do you, do you follow it closely? Uh, obviously, to have such, you know, I guess, tentacles into the sport to get access to Charles, I mean, but, but do you, are you a, a you know, ritual follower of the UFC? Oh, not not uh, not out, out and out, like mm. a bleed for it, you could say. Yeah. You'd probably <laughs> like to have more time from the day-to-day operations of running a a race stable and a national ownership business. <laughs> but, um, you know, we, we, certainly when we get the occasion to watch it, but, you know, we've always followed Charles closely with that harness racing passion. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, when you when you link a, a sport and icons with other sports, you sort of have, you know, you, you've got a favourite within the industry and, and that being him, you know. So he, he, he actually competes between now and coming over for the Eureka. So I know there'll be a lot of people tuned in for that, um, you know, from Australia, see how he goes and hopefully then back in line for a title fight. Yeah, well done, Aaron. It's very exciting for our sport and also on the Eureka race night. I noted that he uh, that they said he will be here for the week leading into Eureka. What events can we expect to see him at? Yeah, so we've got plenty of announcements come over the coming weeks and months leading up to Eureka. And he'll, he'll fly in early that week. Uh, we're sort of just working out that at the moment, uh, the travel plans. But he'll be at the barrier draw on the Tuesday. Um, we're organising a, a UFC workshop on the Tuesday evening at sort of Weatherall Park likely to be just to sort of tap into that new market and link it with a sort of meet and greet opportunity for those markets and, and then linking the Eureka with it. Um, we've got uh, the Breakfast with the Stars, which will be on the Friday morning. There'll be more on that. So he'll be there and probably 
you know, just getting his eye in. Yonkers, he won around, was a half-mile, 800-metre track. Menangle's 1,400, so he might get a little bit lost out there. Um, Luke might give him the slip at the top of the lane and be <laughs> off and gone. So might just want his eye in before Saturday night. Um, but the big one for us, uh, and what we're really, really looking forward to, aside from the night of the Eureka, is actually the Friday night. Um, we're putting together with HRA, uh, in conjunction with them, an industry party on the Sydney Harbour, um, which will be basically the marquee event of the week leading up to and, you know, feature the cow cutter and the like and be be, be, be there for everyone to, to celebrate what the Eureka is about but also come together as an industry and, and celebrate, you know, and, and enjoy um, some time together and, and what a special occasion leading, you know, 24 hours before the Eureka. I think he's going to certainly get people coming through the gate. Hey, it just occurred to me, um, our top 10 in fantasy harness racing all get a VIP hospitality experience at the Eureka. Wouldn't, they, wouldn't that all those people sitting at the top of the table now be going, you'll be all too beauty. Yeah. Uh, hey, we, better, we, better get them, we better get them to the Friday night party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Aaron, so I'm just intrigued now. So um, Charles is going to take on Luke on the track. When does Luke get in the cage? <laughs> I was talking to Glenn Lee from Tab around that, and we, he said we could do one the other way the, the night or two before as yeah, a bit of yeah. a promo, you know, but... Uh, we haven't dropped that one on Luke yet. We might leave that till the week off. You know? <laughs> I, think, I, think, I wouldn't say Luke's the softest of blokes, but he's not the biggest of blokes either. I would fear I reckon, for him I if reckon, we put him in the cage with the big unit. I reckon Luke's a lover, not a fighter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, aren't we all? Who <laughs> would we throw in? I mean, we, we see – Geez, I'd hate to see Cameron or – Cameron Art or Jack Calligan get in the cage. It'd be mincemeat, mince those boys. But, um, geez, I reckon we, we, someone we, like Greer would hold himself maybe, up, all right? We could maybe include that as part of the cow cutter, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone like, someone like Greer or... Um, who else? Like, Jared Alchin, I reckon. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you who... I'll tell you who... I'll tell you who he was, a, a very good... Uh, I'm not talking different sport here, but Brad Abbott. He was a, uh, he was a, I'm pretty sure he was, I, I don't know the, the correct sport if I say the, the tie, kickboxing or yeah. it might have been Mai Tai, one of those sort of, yeah, right. he, was a, he was a very, very good fighter. Totally different to UFC and, and I think these days Brad has uh, retired and more a lover, not a fighter as, as Aaron said, uh, Luke match. might be, but, but he was actually uh, involved in that, that sort of, you know, in his younger days uh, in that type of um, I can see David Watson out the window here. I don't maybe maybe one I could dust off the old rugby league Jeez. rugby league kit and jump in. Uh, Aaron, well done, mate. This is a this is a huge uh, huge coup, as Freddie said, for the for the sport for this um, you know brand new initiative in our industry, which is only going to go from strength to strength. This is massive. It's going to put us on um, on the world radar uh, with this event. Well done. You should uh, be really proud of the work that you guys have put in to make this one happen. No, I appreciate and appreciate the opportunity to come on and chat about it. And yep. you know, we'll, there'll be plenty of announcements coming out if you jump on our website. There's a way to sign up just to sort of um, you know, there's a Eureka landing page on our website just to sort of get people's details and keep in touch with all these events that are coming up and opportunities to, to meet Charles uh, while in Australia and, and get up and close and personal and be part of the Eureka. Great. One last thing before, while I've got you, mate. Uh, a few slots are getting filled up, but yours hasn't yet. What's happening? Yeah, What's doing? Just, we, I saw. We we hold we probably hold a bit of a key to the race now in a way I think the four big you know three or four big guns uh, are, are probably all but locked away and you know they'll um, you know I think with what's going on with the Queensland race series the Tassie race series um, you know and, and other bits and pieces you know it's sort of we're down to probably one of the remaining tickets into the race and mm. we'll probably um, you know we we have had you know negotiations along the way um, some some fruitful some not fruitful uh, some still happening but. Uh, 
I think what we can say is we'll probably sit on our hands and, and let the Queensland Winter Carnival play out, uh, you know, the Rising Suns, the um, the Derbies and the like, and, and see if we can't add, you know, more of a three-year-old flair to it. And yeah. I think what needs to be considered, that illustrious Barrier 1 still there available for uh, anyone looking as well for a three-year-old filly. Like, the, the Barrier draw is very much playing the hands, and we probably have that deciding say of how that Barrier draw shapes. Well, there's probably no point jumping. You know, once Leap to Fame, Captain Ravishing, um, Catch Your Wave, those horses sort of went, what's the point of really rushing in? You may as well just sort of see who's the form horse and... You know, I guess that's probably the strategy for you guys now. I think Aaron just touched on a strategy, yeah. the barrier draw yeah. component. That's, that in itself is, a, is an interesting yeah. uh, key. It's going to be a, a really intriguing um, talking point for us, particularly through this show and, and different, I did, different platforms. I did say on Sky forward. this morning, worst case, we'll just put our own horse up so a story and Charles can drive it himself. So, you know, <laughs> and, and who would mess with him? <laughs> <laughs> you want the lead? Yeah. You have the lead. Yeah. Good on you, Aaron. Well done. Really successful day for not only our sport, but certainly you guys there at Summit Bloodstock. Well done, mate. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the opportunity. Good on you, well, Aaron. Uh, what a great day for the sport, eh? Ah, oh, superb, uh, you know, and, and that sort of energy, Aaron, you know, he just exudes that energy, doesn't he? And, and you know, and he's just so much passion there yep. and uh, what a great day. We said coup, it, it's yep. it's a coup. It's Absolutely great to have that, that sort of star. Yep. Very exciting for our sport, that's for sure. Absolutely. Well, I just touched on it. Um, fantasy harness racing really is at the pointy end now. We're up mm. to round uh, 21 we only go to 25 rounds. So the 1st of July is when it all sort of comes together. Um, the car's on the line. There are plenty of contenders. But, geez, I reckon people will now be really wanting to zero in on a top 10 finish so they can get in to one of those VIP hospitality experiences, Jess. Yeah, you definitely want to, wouldn't you, if you got yeah. the chance to come and meet Charles. And, yeah, cool. no doubt the competition will, will be heating up. There's a car on the line. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to be driving around We're in the big wheels. Harvey Norman vouchers and that. Um and the great experience that you guys here at Club and Angle put on for people. So, uh, yeah, so not long to go now. But, and there's still those weekly prizes to, to get stuck into. So um, fancy harness racing, a few weeks to go. It's, uh, it's starting to get really, really exciting there. Um, hey, uh, New South Wales Bread Series this week, guys. So uh, we've got a couple of finals. There's some really good racing at Menangle this Saturday night, guys. Uh, but the – so we you just touched on the JD Watts Memorial – that is a cracking race in itself. We've seen artillery, how good artillery went. We've got Icast No Shadow, Spirit of St. Louis, uh, Bondi Lockdown. Serious caliber. That's a race. race. That that's, is a race. That's an incredible race. Special mention as well to South Coast Arden there. I thought he went enormous <laughs> yep. at his yep. first start here for Paul Fitzpatrick up at Bathurst. So I'm really excited to see him come back to that free-for-all great here at Menangle. We've got the three-year-old New South Wales bred final Um We've seen a number of these horses go through sort of the Gold Crown series as well. So a little bit of form line. Uh, we've seen the qualifying take place all across New South Wales. So we've got the three-year-olds, the two-year-olds as well. We're going to see the future of – It's almost we, we've alluded to this. It's almost like an appetiser, an entree in yep. some ways to the Breeders' Challenge series that we're going to get in a couple of months' time. Yeah, that's right. I'm really excited to see these finals run. I think there could be some really talented horses that emerge from this and – Really put their, make their mark ahead of that main series come later on and also that blue series. Okay. As I said, um, Saturday night's going to be a huge night. Uh, really, really excited about the racing. You know, I, I guess a lot of people go, oh, gee, it all starts to migrate to Queensland a little bit. We've gone, hang on, hang on. We've still got some serious mm. stuff going on here, don't we? Yeah, we do, that's for sure. And Saturday night is a prime example of that. 
Well, it all kicks off uh, this afternoon. Eight races here today. Uh, Freddie, you're going to be a busy man. Yeah, a bit of a bit going on. Uh, got a, got a few uh, special guests coming to the box uh, during the course of the afternoon and. Um Popping into Jess's uh, function uh, for pacing for pink, the high tea, uh, as well as uh, calling. What do we got? Eight races. <laughs> yeah, a bit going on. Should be good. Young's on tonight. We Look, I'm not as young as I used to be. You know, <laughs> getting up those stairs is a bit of a worry. Well, and I said we're young tonight. And uh, do you like the that? Link, the tenuous link. <laughs> I know. There. Yeah, segue. Young harness racing is on tonight. Thank you. <laughs> Bathurst on Wednesday, Tamworth and Penrith on Thursday, Walker Parks. And Newcastle on Friday. We end up at Newcastle and Canberra on Monday. So a big week of racing um, and high calibre racing. That's that's the other thing to point out. You know that we just keep continuing to deliver great horses, great people, great participants, and a spectacle for everyone. Whether you whether you're here on track or you are tuning in on whatever platform on on your TV or your tablets or whatever, Jess. Yeah, that's exactly right. There's great racing coming up all across the state and it's always action-packed here in New South Wales. There's plenty of races to keep your eyes on and plenty of winners to be found as well. Absolutely. All right. Um, Another beautiful segue. Plenty of winners to be found. Did yes. you hear that? How'd you Jeez. go? Yeah, How'd you there's go? not plenty of winners well, to be found in my black book segment. Your black book's got empty pages. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How are we tracking? Yeah. Or have we already, already sort of... Sealed that one off, yes. Jess. Well, I think that was you. Just got burned. No, we're not talking. Is, Jess, you mightn't. You mightn't have handed out a winner, but you're about to hand out a winner. Exactly right. So we can look at it that way. The last half, half full, definitely. What do you got? What's on the radar? Yeah. So Saturday night from the state final here, Oratoria for David Druitt. Not. It is quite Riverina form because it comes from the yeah. Riverina yeah. region. Hashtag, yeah. Even though it was here at Menangle, but I thought it savaged the line in that final mm, there yep. to when it was only twelve meters to Gordon's Bay. So I'll be following Oratoria. Yeah. That was a good drive too by David Druitt. Um, Away from the pegs. Oh, I'm going with Debo. I thought its first up run was pretty good. Um, he's a horse who's got a terrible draw on uh, Thursday at Penrith, Barrier 6. But I, I think he's got the capacity to run a good race against that field. He did trial here in a, an official uh, qualifying trial on Saturday night behind What's Up Party Time. So he's had another bit of a hit out, if you like, a few days after his first up run. And I think Debo can run a race at Penrith on Thursday night. Fantastic. All right, a little bit of housekeeping, pacing for pink this afternoon. We're going to get a good crowd. It's a beautiful day here at Menangle too. It's, it's got that nice, crisp sort of feel in the air. It's sunshine. It's going to be fantastic and good racing for people to see. But uh, no doubt the bubbles will be, uh, will be um, flowing. Yes, they definitely will. Complimentary to every guest nice. on arrival. So Does that include nice. the person coming up to give the tips? <laughs> will you I'm call joking. better if you have a glass? <laughs> Some would say yes. <laughs> But no, we've also got Cassie Fahey emceeing the afternoon from Sky Racing and Britt Graham's our guest speaker talking about her career in harness racing and her role in the media as well. So yep. that'll be really exciting okay. too. Um, harness Breeders, uh, we, we touched on this last week, Freddie. Yeah, yeah, we mentioned it last week and they've got a race uh, that's come together on Thursday. It's the first race at Penrith Harness Breeders Ladyship Bonanza. $1,000 in cash and $1,000 breeding certificate uh, goes to the winner if the uh, horse is owned by a member of the uh, Harness Breeders so make sure you join that organisation they do a great job uh, they uh, yeah, stump up, you know, the cash is stumped up by them uh, as an as a extra bit of uh, incentive to race in that race and they've got a field of nine no doubt uh, in the passage of time they'll be, uh, they'll, they'll put other races on, uh, they, they do a good job doing that and promoting uh, you know, that side of the, the, the uh, industry so that's Thursday, $1,000 cash and $1,000 uh, in breeders uh, certificate going the way of um, 
the winner if they're owned by a member of uh, the Harness Breeders. Fantastic. Always great stuff going on in the harness racing industry, particularly here in New South Wales on what is a landmark day for our sport Globally, really, um, and, the, and the spotlight of all the eyeballs around the world will well and truly be on right here, uh, Tabcorp Apartment Angle, and particularly on Eureka Night uh, in early September. So well done to everyone involved in, in um, delivering Charles Oliveira as the ambassador for the Eureka, which is coming out. Should be fantastic. Guys, have a great day. You I, too. Good Thank luck you. today, Jess. I Thank know you put you. a lot of work into this, and um, it'll go really well. You did a great job last year, and I'm sure this year is going to be even better. Thank you very much. The weather gods are smiling on you, so that is a good thing. Um, Go well, Freddie. You're busy. So Freddie and I, when we walked in, he said, I've got people coming in to watch me call a race. I'm going into the pacing for pink. I've got the races. I've got the podcast today. Busy man today. Very busy Just gives me a reason to go home and have a glass of red when I get home. Yes, (laughs) yes. So uh, everyone tuning in, thanks for for giving up your time to hear what's going on in harness racing here in New South Wales on – the live stream, if you're listening on the podcast, we really do appreciate it. If you can give us a like, share, follow, a review, if it's kind, that would be fantastic. Most of all, Word on the Street is fantastic when it comes to podcasts. Just tell everyone about the, about the Sprint Lane and we'll continue to grow. Until we see you next week, have a great week. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye.